Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night program. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right now. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. There's many times that we've loved and we've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough, baby. I'm Shane Hewitt. Welcome uh, back to the shift. 877-399-9898. What do you, uh, what's your go-to for uh, your, your, your slang words for sex? Maybe it's something inside your relationship, your little nickname um, for when you and your favorite other person or whatever uh, you get down to it. And this is where it gets weird. Okay. Maureen McGrath is joining us on the phone. Maureen. Um, Good evening, thanks for Shane. coming on. Yeah. Pleasure. Sorry, buddy. I'll apologize in advance. Yeah. Can you hear me, Mo? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, great. No, I'm apologizing in advance um, cool. because uh, I don't know where this is going to go. All right. So Teresa Tam says uh, that we should be covering up. Uh, we should be covering up up there and down there. And uh, when you're going to have sex, wear a mask. If you're, if you're doing the casuals, if you're outside your cohort. Um, so if you're cohorting with your cohort, non-cohort, with go, I don't know. How do you do that, Mo? Come on, you're the expert. You smashing masks <laughs> I to, now? I hate to burst your bubble. Uh, you know, I think it's one uh, part of the harm reduction strategies to reduce the risk to uh, oneself or one's lover or partner and ultimately our community. I, I think the important aspect about this, what may seem to be a very strange message, don't kiss and wear a mask during sex from you know, the top doctor in the country. But it's important to remember that the virus spreads through particles in the saliva and it is very easily spread through kissing. So um, everybody has to make their own decisions about sex and sexuality and they need to be balanced with personal and also public health as well. So this is just one aspect of a multi-layered approach to how we have sex in a pandemic. So maybe I was married for too long and maybe my dating life is dry like a desert or something. Um, but I, how many, like how many people are just literally um, getting together and boogieing so randomly that they're, they, they're just new. Like, like in today's world is casual sex, like over the top, over the moon, always like just quick hookups. Uh, it, it's very popular. I mean, the dating apps have, uh, contributing, <laughs> have contributed <laughs> to that. <laughs> well, I did assume it was popular, Maureen. <laughs> um, it's a pretty common activity, and lots of people are having sex. A lot of people aren't having sex. A lot of people like to have a lot more sex uh, than they are. Um, but, you know, did Canada give a collective laugh at this advice <laughs> of wearing a mask during sex? Um, 
you know, but it is something certainly to consider. Uh, and, and you know what? A lot of people are going to do this. Okay, so a lot of people will make this choice. Uh, you're, you're the host of the Sunday Night Health Show uh, here on the radio network, and it's it's a great show, and you guys talk about all kinds of health things. Uh, you also talk about the sexy things. And um, so how do you propose that um, couples go about their business um, with masks on? Um, <laughs> it takes some of the, it takes some actions out of the, like it, it's, it, you know, out of the repertoire, if you will. It, it certainly does. And, it, and it's not the biggest turn on, I would say, or, or also, you know, you have to consider you're in the heat of the moment and maybe getting to know someone and being attracted to them. And all of a sudden it's like, stop, I need you to put this mask on. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a, a mood killer. Um, yeah. But there are many other things that people can do in order to enjoy safe sex during a pandemic and, and keeping in mind that you are your safest sex partner. So that can get a bit dull, um, you know, but masturbation's gotten um, a rise in this pandemic um, because (laughs) bad, bad sex for a joke um, because masturbation will not spread COVID-19. And then, you know, think about who you're having sex with. So the next safest sex partner is somebody that you live with, somebody that you have close contact with, including sex. And, and it's also important to remember to have only a small circle of people that you have sex with. So minimize those numbers. Um, if, if having a mask or wearing a mask for you or your partner isn't something that you find sexy. So is this the uh, next logical step after the glory hole conversation that happened? Because, <laughs> I mean... Did, did we just get too wigged out by the, the notion of the glory hole? And now we're like, you know what? I, I would like to see somebody's face. I became very popular with the glory hole because I was never interviewed so much in one week on, on a subject. I guess I was one of the few Canadians who would talk about it. Um, you know, it is. <laughs> that's your, that's the, that's where your career has gone to Maureen. It's like, Oh, glory holes. Call Maureen McGrath. Absolutely. I had colleagues saying I was Googling glory hole and your name came up being interviewed on Shane Hewitt. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. Yes. So we have to keep this um, very clinical shame tonight. Um, But yeah, it is kind of the next step. You know, we're learning lots about this uh, COVID-19 and yet we have so much still to learn. Um, But it's just trying to keep the public as safe as possible. To me, I would go for some of the low-hanging fruit, uh, things like getting people to wear masks in public. I'm actually working on a project with some people from the states, from California and Washington. Those are two states that have had a very high incidence of COVID-19, and they have noticed how few Canadians are wearing masks. Um, So... You know, outside of the bedroom, never mind inside of the bedroom. Um, Keeping physical distance is important. But, of course, keeping physical distance when you're having sex with somebody, um, you know, you can wear a mask and do mutual masturbation. So there are different activities. I imagine our top doctor is going to get into sex positions next. I think that's perhaps where this is going. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You don't breathe on on each other? Oh, dear. That's right. Six feet apart. Um, Also, there's other strategies that are really important for people who want to enjoy healthy sex and and to remain healthy during a pandemic. It's important to shower before 
and after sex, for example. It's important if you bring sex toys into the bedroom to wash those with soap and water. It's also important to effectively screen. I'm really sounding clinical now. To screen your partner, you know, asking them if they have symptoms. Uh, Most people with COVID-19 do have symptoms, but we know that asymptomatic spread is possible as well. But, you know, you might want to ask somebody, you know, if they've had a fever recently, a cough or sore throat. Uh, Have they been exposed to anybody who has a positive COVID-19 diagnosis? You know, have they been traveling? Where have they been? What kind of job, you know, do they do? Are Are they a healthcare worker, for example? where their uh, risk is increased. So you you really want to get to know somebody a little bit better than pre-pandemic. Do you take somebody's temperature before dinner or after dinner? Because I'm not quite sure what the proper <laughs> protocol is there. <laughs> exactly, because they can actually pop hot after dinner. Oh, my <laughs> That's the God. term. This is um, where I get weird. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's tough. It's tough to, uh, a lot of people are very fearful, and and so they should be, or some people might be too fearful around COVID-19. So it can certainly impact intimacy in a relationship. And and it can, you know, it can certainly lead to loneliness and lots of other issues. So I think it's it's really important to educate people, to let them know that sex is, is fine and great to have during a pandemic. It's very important for your mental health, emotional health, physical health. Um, and so it's, you know, just practice it safely. It's quite popular. Um, so here's a question for you about couples. Cause I mean, we've been in, we've been in the COVID. I mean, if anything has been uh, great for social distancing humans uh, since the beginning of time, it would be marriage. Um, so <laughs> Um, uh, how, what, what's typical with, I mean, realize every couple is different, but I mean, if someone's been married for, you know, uh, let's call it 10 years or so now, I mean, one of the questions that I know that has come up was like, I don't even know how many times a month or a year, a normal couple does it. I mean, is that even a possible thing to be a normal couple? Uh, there's no normal couples. I just want to say there's no normal. Um, I don't like to use that word. You know, it really depends, of course, on the couple and the circumstances, the situation. But, but typically, sex actually uh, wanes after about two to four years of a relationship. And the other thing that's interesting, Shane, is that kissing actually kind of flies out the window after several years of a couple being together as well. And that's actually a common complaint. So for those couples who aren't kissing any longer and haven't for a decade or more, Um, you know, this mask thing isn't a big issue. But um, in terms of frequency, it really depends. But, you know, on average, if you would say, if all things are well and people don't have any comorbidities, you know, probably one or two times a week is what, um, you know, the experts kind of quote in terms of how frequently. And, you know, if if it's, you're not having sex, you know, at least once a week, uh, it's, you, you know, you're headed into a sexless, marriage you know that's something that um you know you people really have to pay attention uh and have sex and actually schedule sex so you know oftentimes you know low desire strikes because people think desire comes first there's a whole host of other reasons medications medical conditions financial issues can occur but you know people boredom in the bedroom is another reason so you know people don't have as much sex or the, the frequency reduces after a number of years in a, in a marriage or a relationship. Use it or lose it. Would that be uh, would that be accurate? Pretty much. 
(laughs) pretty good. Pay attention to it. Yeah. I can't imagine, uh, you know, the couples, I mean, maybe that's the new, the new genre of adult entertainment would be, um, you know, mask movies trying to be gentle there. Mask movies. I think Netflix has saved a lot of marriages. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. But you know, it's something like I, in my clinical practice, I see patients who are in sexless marriages. So they're, you know, they have lots of issues with intimacy and, and I'm sure the pandemic has added to that as well. And so it can be very distressing for people. And so it's, it's very important that people have sex, even if they, um, schedule sex you know it may that may not sound too sexy but it it says you know it's time for you and me and maybe somebody else you know sometimes two's company and three is not a crowd Uh, but it definitely can be a crowd in a pandemic and so you want to be extremely careful um, with whomever um, you're having sex with especially if it's outside of your relationship which occurs in a pandemic as well that's uh, good advice. Okay, before you go, do you have a uh, slang name for sex other than your clinical when you're working, working <laughs> that you have for your, your easy throw it around word? You think I'm going to share that? No. Come on. <laughs> I'm not there saying like so... maybe like your secret code word inside your relationship. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Probably, you know, uh, which is re- this one's really unusual for me, but I do hear myself saying it all the time. And it's just more just sort of tongue in cheek, kind of doing the dirty deed. <laughs> the <laughs> Maybe dirty that's deed. Uh, one that go. comes to mind. All right. Well, next time we will chat, we'll find out what is the safe word. We'll Absolutely. Right. Okay. Remember, <laughs> do your Kegels and listen to Maureen McGrath on the Sunday Night Health <laughs> Show um, on the Chorus Radio Network every single Sunday night. Thank you very much, Maureen. You are very welcome. Take care, Shane. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. It is that time. It is that show. So let's find out. Are you okay? Are you okay with being buried in a juicy fruit themed coffin? Ooh. <laughs> well, I've heard many things in my in my time, in my short time on this in this universe. But a juicy fruit themed coffin. So is this is my burial being sponsored by the Juicy Fruit Corporation? In a way, yeah. I guess you could think of it that way. Yeah. Interesting. Can I sit on the fence here? Because like, if it's juicy fruit themed, mm-hmm. sure, meh. But if it's literally made out of juicy fruits, <laughs> I'm in. No, I don't think it's made out uh, uh, made up of all the small pieces of gum. It's 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 basically painted to look like a pack of juicy fruit gum. And it's got all the plushing interior of Juicy Fruit, the logo, the colors, everything. Ooh. Fascinating. made out of Juicy Fruit. Yeah. I think, I think I'd be okay if I was cremated and they wrapped up my ashes nice and vacuum, vacuum tight with the uh, Juicy Fruit wrapper. Mm. Oh, like the foil wrapper? So I was literally a pack of Juicy Yeah, so like I was literally a pack of Juicy Fruit. So that we could just carry you around? 
Just yeah. leave you on like the coffee it, table. Everyone was like, oh, you got some juicy fruit? Um, and everyone was like, no, that, that's Chris. He's, he's in the juicy fruit wrapper. Okay. All right. I... I could get behind yeah. it because I think it opens like it's it's a precedent so that if you eventually, you know, kick the bucket, uh, if you have it lined up, you could have, you know, whatever kind of coffin that's themed. It could be Pepsi. It could be Coke. It could be Pringles. I love Pringles. So maybe that'll be mine. But, uh, yeah, Juicy Fruit Coffin. A World War II <laughs> Navy veteran is getting this spe- specific coffin. Uh, he asked his friend Sammy Oki at the Oki Funeral Home if he could get his casket painted like a big pack of Juicy Fruit gum. Here you go. World War II veteran will get the unique casket he's always dreamed of. Listen to this. Sunny Economy, who is friends with Sammy Oki, the president of Oki's Funeral Home in downtown Roanoke, requested that his casket look like a giant pack of Juicy Fruit gum. Now, Economy is sick, and he's currently staying at the Salem VA, but he's known for handing out sticks of gum everywhere he goes. Well, at first, Mars Wrigley, the company that owns the Juicy Fruit trademark, said the funeral home couldn't use the logo. But Oki says the company changed their mind thanks to an email he sent Wrigley's president. So I emailed him and got a reply back within a couple of days saying that they would change their policy and allow this to be done and actually even give some juicy fruit product for the visitation. Oki told us he hopes Mr. Economy gets better, but he's happy that things worked out in the planning stage here. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? See, like, okay, does that change your mind at all? The fact that this person is a World War II Navy veteran and they want a juicy fruit. Choose whatever he wants. In fact, I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, so what would Matt would if with Matt you could be like cremated and buried in a guitar case? Ooh, yeah, I could. I could. They could put my ashes in a pack of strings, or uh, yeah, right. that'd be some, that'd be cool, picks, right? They could make my ashes into guitar picks. <gasps> wow, they could mix it into like some lacquer and just paint you onto cool. a guitar. Even better, and then you can shred forever. Uh, well, somebody will have to shred me, but uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. There's your idea. There, there's your million-dollar idea, Matt. Shreds and ashes. And then you're just literally going to paint someone's ashes into the guitar. Imagine that. Can you imagine if, like, you had the Elvis Presley, if he actually died, if you had, like, the Elvis Presley, um, you know, guitar that he was painted into? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Uh, mind-blowing. We started with Lanny McDonald's mustache, and now we've moved on to million-dollar cremation guitar painting. This is, this is where it happens on the shift, 877-399-9898. We're getting some texts on this one. Pam in Winnipeg writes, uh, a friend buried her husband in a John Deere coffin, green and yellow. Wow. See, like, this is, this is happening. Like, people want to have something that represents who they were as they go into the next, you know, in the afterlife, in that nice casket, in that coffin. Which is really cool, and it's um, and and it's not unheard of. Like there's um, a, a famous guitar player by the, by the name of Dimebag Daryl. He used to play in a band called Pantera. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was buried with one of his guitars, um, and it, and it's I don't think it's unusual among musicians to be buried with their maybe their instrument of choice. But that one definitely popped in my head when I was uh, thinking about this. But the John Deere uh, John Deere coffin that's that's a coffin with style right and and, and again it speaks about who you were i don't um i don't share many uh name dropping stories of people i've met in my life there matt but dime Darrell was one of them oh he was he was very cool oh yeah man that yeah he was uh he was a one of a kind that's for sure
All right, Roadhammer with one more text on this one. Juicy fruit, no. Double mint, yes. So, okay, all right. <laughs> awesome. There always has to be a gum off on that what one. What about lip, lip chap? Lip chap? Mix you into some lip chap. That'd be all right, too. Uh, ugh. So you'd be like, you'd be like, you're, maybe whoever your significant <laughs> other was would be just like moistening their lips with your, with your ashes? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stranger things have happened. Until you, but you know what would happen to me is that what that's what would happen. That would be my legacy, and then mm. somebody would leave the lip chap in their pocket and put it through the washer. Right? Oh man! <laughs> it's like where'd Shane go? Oh, he went through the wash. Full transparency. Oh, okay. Earlier this week, I uh, I did that just with a pack of cigarettes. Just threw them in the wash. Unfortunately, so it, it yeah, I could absolutely see a scenario with somebody just kind of forgets where they placed it, and then uh, in you go into the laundry. A little bit of detergent. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on here. Are you okay with? Are you okay with? This is a good one, guys. Boneless chicken wings. I'm okay with yeah. any kind of chicken wing. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm okay talking about like that. wings are amazing. Boneless ones question. are more convenient. Hmm. Fill your face hole faster. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, I I don't see what the controversy is here. <laughs> All right. Well, chicken wings are exactly that, right? They're supposed to be from wings. I bring this up because a Nebraska man has pleaded to the Lincoln City Council to ban the use of the term boneless chicken wings. Ander Christensen spoke passionately during a public comment period at a recent city council meeting about the improper use of a term used in restaurants and bars across the world. Boneless chicken wings. Let's hear what he had to say. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the excuse me I'm trying to excuse me come on <laughs> love it right like just like comes Go in on. all professional and then uh, he had us in the first half not gonna lie so before I ask to see if you changed your vote or anything like that uh, let's go through the three reasons that he had and he had them very well articulated well detailed points providing the council with the three reasons for this ban here is the first I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our <laughs> reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. <laughs> I love this guy. I love that. If I ever get into a legal battle, this guy, I don't even care if he's not a lawyer. I want him on my case because this is brilliant. So let's, okay, that's the first reason. I'm going to go around the table now. You guys all voted unanimously yes in favor of boneless chicken wings. Have you changed your minds? God, no. No? Shane is cemented. If this, if this guy, if this is the peak of his stress in his life is to worry about this, I just want his life. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still going to eat chicken wings and beer, so that's about it. I'm, I'm team chicken wings for sure. But, right. but the way he's explaining it just makes sense. Those aren't wings. Like, what you're eating is not wings. Semantics. Semantics. Not salty, 
It's fact. It's fact. All right. Okay. That was one reason. Let's hear reason number two. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. Thank you. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order (laughs) boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. Boneless tacos. Boneless auto repair. He's got a point. Right? Who's bone in my car? Um, But that's the thing. It's (laughs) like... Oh, dear. Bowden is another one. Yeah. Bone and that one came up. I didn't read it though because it was ah, I thought yeah, it was inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, this is all in context. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't changing my mind. He's got some valid points, and I, I applaud the guy's passion here. So, so wait a second. Now, he's a hypocrite because it's not chicken tenders everywhere, it's chicken fingers, and there are no chicken fingers. Oh, that's a fair oh, point. Absolutely. But but I think the original term was nuggets, right? And as we got here at eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight, Jasper saying those are Chicken nuggets. I agree 100%. That's, it that's is Mc, false that's advertising. That's, no, that's just McDonald's. That's what they named it. Well, chicken fingers is kind of a euphemism, right, for what the product is, whereas boneless chicken wings is a very specific thing. Hmm. And They're actually yeah. called buffalo wings. They're not in buffalo My, don't have wings. Okay, okay. Well, on that note, well, here, let's hear reason number three then. My resolve is weakening. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children yes. are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken and it's delicious. And it is delicious indeed. I had some chicken earlier today with some curry. It was delicious. But I knew right ahead, uh, well ahead of that meal, that this was going to be a boneless meal because it's chicken breast. It's not chicken wing. If you're going to convince me, then that means we need to have two different kinds of chicken wings. We need to have chicken wings and chicken biceps, because that's what's actually happening. <laughs> no more chicken fingers. This chicken right? is Can't in be the buffalo. gym. Can't be fla- buffalo flavored, mm. so he better lose that one, because buffalo flavored, if you ground up a buffalo or squeezed all the juice out, that's not what it tastes like, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So this guy, he's got, he's, you know what, he's got, there are too many flaws in his plan. Okay, all right. You're trying to poke holes in the pl- in the in the fight in the plight. Oh no, I'm not poking holes, buddy. The wind is roaring through. Okay, well, before we proceed then to see if we got a final uh, look at the votes here, let's hear the final closing statement from this gentleman. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo style chicken tenders. Oh. We can call them wet tenders. Mm. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long and we know it because we feel it in our bones. Thank you. Thank Buffalo. Brilliance. Buffalo style. See, he lost me a Buffalo style. No way. No way. Not well. He's trying to be creative and funny and not well thought out. Too many holes. I'm not changing. Let him be boneless chicken. Oh, Shane is just, he is on this island, this island of chicken wings and misnomers. I'm on the island of common sense, and everybody has bigger problems. Oh, boneless chicken wings. Boneless tacos. Also, get off my lawn. Where's, <laughs> where's my cardigan? Get off my lawn. All right, one more check-in with Matt. Have you, you, you said you did change your vote, right? Uh, if I did change my vote, it's just to seek out boneless chicken wings wherever I can right now. And a, and a nice, yeah. cold, tall, frosty beer. Okay, I'll take the beer. I'll take the beer with you. Chris? Sir Chris? Um, yeah, I'm still pro-chicken, but I'm also pro-this guy 
at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like he's sold me. I like I, I'm I'm not never going to change my stance on on uh, on saucy nugs, but um, <laughs> I am going to call them that from now on. Or Thanks, trash, mate. yeah, trash. or trash. <laughs> yes, I love it. All right, I. I'm in favor of this gentleman's argument. I'm in favor with Andre Christensen of Lincoln City. I do not want to hear boneless chicken nuggets and wings anymore. I just want to hear the good stuff. So, so there you nugs. go. Are you? Yeah. I just and want are to. Are they eat, really tender anyway? I just want honest. to eat trash. That's all I want to do. I just want to eat trash. There you go. Are you okay with? And uh, that was Wednesday. All right. Are you okay, John Jang, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, he's a wonderfully smart man, except when it comes to chicken wings. I apologize. For I'm that. not perfect. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. It's time to uh, dive into, in case you missed it, uh, with Mr. Lockdown himself. Oh. In case you missed it on the radio, here's the new guy, John Jang. Love that intro. All right. What happens when you take Pixar movies just a bit too seriously? What also happens if you are one of the greatest magicians of all time? Well, we got the answer to that this morning when David Blaine successfully pulled off an up-inspired stunt when he took 52 helium balloons and an experimental aircraft 24,000 feet into the air before letting go and parachuting back into the ground. Uh, He called this project Ascension. Subtle. And you can watch the entire thing on YouTube. It's free. But maybe the best part in all of this was the fact that his nine-year-old daughter, Dessa Blaine, was on the ground the entire time, and she was able to talk with him on a radio. Here is uh, that conversation. Hey. How are you? Good, and you? Yeah, great. Okay. When you talk only, press it. When you talk, then let go. How do you feel? Uh, Good. I hear you perfectly. Yeah, I'm good. I'm really, really good. And I'll be seeing you pretty soon. Yeah, when do you think, like, in what, uh, how many, uh, what I think we're going to go up really high now. And then what? I think I'm going to find a spot and jump down and but be brought right to you. But where? Go high to where? Um, we're going to go high now. This is where we start to go high, where it starts to get nice and cold. But remember, we went to the Arctic Circle, and we had New Year's yeah. Eve and freezing yeah. cold temperatures, well, that was helping to prepare for this. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to be good. Yep. So and, this is, uh, is going to be the same. Do you remember we slept in the ice hotel in Finland where, yeah. it, was, yeah. where it was minus freezing temperatures, yeah. below yeah. freezing? I was up the whole night touching you to make sure you were okay. I was so worried, and you were fine. And how many feet do you think you're going to go up? Um, we're at 16,000 now. Yeah. And we're probably going to go up to where the airplanes go. That means I'm going into a Class A airspace where the jet planes fly. We don't know how high yet. We will see. All right. We did find out eventually 24,000 feet was the official uh, stat there in case you were keeping count. And if you heard him at the end going, well, of course, the air gets thinner the higher you go up. So he was trying to do his best to prevent from blacking out the whole thing, man. Just David Blaine and his his antics incredibly interesting guy, of course. But uh, what do we think about this particular event? 24. I think it's genius. Right? 
I do because he's writing off all of his family vacations as training <laughs> sessions uh, in order to go fly in balloons. I think that's very smart. Iceland, Finland, yeah, just casually dropping that. Twenty four thousand feet up in the air. Mm -hmm. I've I've definitely never been that high before. <laughs> Come on now, be honest. Figuratively, yes, I have. Well, <laughs> it's it's funny because yesterday, you know, we talked about uh, the jetpack that was spotted in L.A. with those two pilots. Uh, is this like the new rich guy trend? You know, it used to be only owning yachts. Only in L.A. Used to be owning yachts, but now it's just we're going to get off this planet any way that we can. Maybe with balloons. His underwater thing that he did on Oprah was oh. quite remarkable, the holding the breath thing. I mean, I don't know if that was an illusion or if he did it or what it was, but it's cool. And I got to tell you, I got to pull the dad card. The fact that he's doing this thing and he's talking to his kids while mm -hmm. he's flying in balloons. I mean, that is, that is awesome dad move just in general. And the way he's, uh, maybe he uses it to calm himself down. I don't know, but the way he's just speaking to them, um, you know, age appropriately, but still speaking to them, you know, quite clearly. I just, mm -hmm. I think that's a class dad move all the way. It's great. That's just David Blaine though, right? He's always got that really calm, cool demeanor. Like he, and I'm not even shocked at all that that's how he talks to his kids. But uh, yeah, just an excellent magician. Number one magician in my books. Sorry, Chris Angel. Not that great. <laughs> not that great. Mind freak. Take He's that, Chris Angel. Though. What's that? Kapow. Chris Angel, doesn't he does the, he, he does the hovering trick? Where yeah, he floats. that's right. Yeah. But it's all, you know, smoke and mirrors. All right. It's real. Don't say those things. <laughs> oh, dear. Going to get some angry emails from magicians uh, listening right now. All right. Uh, did not realize this, guys, but Dancing with the Stars now on to its 29th season, which is uh, mind-blowing in itself. I didn't, I, I didn't know that at all. Uh, they announced a brand-new lineup full of celebrities, including... AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Oh, AJ, nice. Yeah. Uh, the rapper Nelly, who gave us timeless singles like Ride With Me, EI, Hot and Her, Dilemma, etc. The list goes on. Uh, former NFL tight end Vern Vernon Davis will also be included, as is Vancouver native and The Bachelorette star, Caitlin Bristow. But with respect to all those stars, nothing had me prepared for the biggest name on this list and maybe the greatest addition to Dancing with the Stars ever, depending on whether or not you think she murdered her, hus her husband. Uh, it's the one, the only, Carol Baskin. One we've been waiting for. Get ready to roar. With her signature flower crown, she's dancing away from Big Cat Rescue all the way to the ballroom, even bringing her cat. It's the Tiger Queen herself, Carol Baskin. Get ready, you cool cats and kittens. Yeah. That's a whole new low, man, I, for well, that show. Okay, hold on. So, like, first of all, as soon as Katie, the, the, the Tiger song came on, I just saw Matt across the studio just shaking his head and face palming so hard. She did it. She did it. Hundred percent. Totally did it. Probably. I mean, I. No, no, no. I'm probably like it on. Fame is a disgusting thing sometimes. Well, <laughs> man, she fed. She fed him to the. She fed. She fed him to the tigers. No way. I believe okay. it. We just don't know a hundred percent. Like we can't say officially that it's turned out that way. But I mean, it, you know, Hollywood. TV murderers, O.J. Simpson, right? Like, there's there's precedent, I guess. So now we get to watch uh, what I guess most people assume is a murderer in Carol Baskin, Dancing with the Stars. So that's a thing. Can can we just admit that, like, we live in Thunderdome now 
and that we just have like we just live in a dystopian hell like actually and like these psychopaths are just for our entertainment Dude, we've just gone dancing around them. on TV. We've gone beyond yep. Thunderdome. In <laughs> five years, it's gonna be it's gonna be Hunger Games. I, I swear, it's just gonna be like just just Gen Z running around with bow necklace bow necklaces around their necks and and spears. How fast in their would hands. you die at Hunger Games, though, oh Chris? Really? God. Would you like? Would you be dead? Like? Would you just be like, all right, that's it, just off me now. Get me out of here. I don't want to. No, know. I'm from I'm from the streets. I'm a ragamuffin. I could take it. He's you from New it? Zealand. Yeah. From the from, <laughs> Matt is about to spit out his coffee. Um, from the streets of Melbourne. Yeah, mm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a cockney. I'm a ragamuffin. Honestly, <laughs> honestly uh, like, I'm a skellywag. Anyone from the oceanic area of the world probably does have an upper hand because you are probably constantly fighting Mother Nature just to stay alive as it is. So, yeah, I give, you, I give oh, him props on that. He's fighting emus yeah. for beer. Yes. Well, well, no, that's Australia. I um, yeah, we don't really have anything in New Zealand, but uh, we fight each other. You know, we fight each other a lot. <laughs> we have penguins, lots of bar fights. Yeah, we 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 beat up a penguin. No, we would never beat up. A, no, I'm not gonna. That's all. Wasn't no, that, we the love the penguins. Story wasn't that a that wasn't that a Kiwi pub? There was a st- what? Oh my god! I'm I'm leaving the blanket. <laughs> he is left. He's gone. All right. Let me squeeze this one last one in here in case you missed it. Uh, we've heard of talking parrots before, but what do we know about singing parrots? A new viral video showing a nine-year-old uh, yellow-crowned Amazon parrot starting to spread because Chico, the name of this parrot, Chico, is caught on film belting out the lyrics to Beyonce's If I Were a Boy. Take a listen. So... In the name of science, that's a bird. Yeah, that's a that's a parent, nine year old parent. In the name of science, I had to do a side by side comparison, so that was the bird. Here is Beyonce. Pretty close, pretty close. But Beyonce harmonizes way better. You mentioned karaoke earlier. How about we do this? We play the bird singing over the music, so we can have the best comparison. Here is Chico. Karaoke. That's cool. So then the question remains, who did it better? You can tell us, 877-399-9898. I mean, that's that's just, boy, that's a tough one. I think my ear aches back. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, a bird. Yeah. That's impressive. If, it's I a bad guess. song, though. Bird could pick a better song. Like, I, there's there's so many good Beyonce songs that actually have some, you know, that are good songs. But I remember when that song came out, and I was working pop radio at the time. There was nothing worse than that song. Like, oh my god, it was terrible. Just, I don't disagree. So, the repetition, but or? that's not the bird's fault. No, he doesn't get the choose. I mean, yeah. Beyonce's got so many good songs. Like the Queen Bee thing is real. Like she's the boss. Yes, but just, the, the reality is, is, I mean, that was that was a bit of an oops. That was someone else's idea. Beyonce would never do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would like to challenge the bird a little bit more, like maybe give it a flight of the bumblebees or something. Mm. Hmm. Well, single ladies even, and Bo- then throw in some dance moves a little bit. Oh. Come on, bird. 
<laughs> yeah, come, come on, bird. It's a nine-year-old bird. Come on, bird. It's 2020. Get it together. Oh, you guys are, you guys are cruel. You guys like have high standards. It's a bird. We've become very cynical and jaded during this past six months. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Well, um, I, I appreciate the bird. I do not think the bird has a Spotify account, so it doesn't control what it gets to sing and what it gets to hear. But good job, bird. So you got one vote from me, bird. There you go, Chico. I'll, I'll give it a vote too, John. There you go. Did, yeah, I'm going to chuck my vote on the table for you. Thank you. Man, yeah, from a pretty good vote. On, on key. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm doubting the song selection. I mean, Bird's got to put more thought into this. You know, I mean, in today's world, you can't be an entertainer as just a singer. You got to be able to dance too, and you got to have the look. So, I just realized. I mean, like, we're going to need some costume changes. We're going to need some dance moves in order. To, like Simon yeah. Cowell has told us. I mean, we can't just do this and expect that everybody is going to be. Everyone's going to just show up in, in Vegas and buy your tickets. You can't do that. Come on, Bird. Yeah, you are on. Simon Cowell. You are Shane Cowell now. You're, Shane you're Cowell. cutting up this poor bird. This poor bird. I'm Shaney. Well, is it going to give us chicken wings? or <laughs> <laughs> Boneless? I don't know. Boneless snugs. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. I mean, it's a bird. Trucker Dan texting in. Trucker Dan here. Come on, guys. Everyone knows that the bird is the word. <laughs> if it could sing that, I'd be oh, probably more God. invested. <laughs> right? Or you know what? Another one would be that just to piss everybody off before they uh, either go to bed or go to work this morning hmm. would be the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 12. 12. Or more like Freebird. Oh. Or if you did Baby Shark. There in there. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. I'm sure of the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of parrots, I don't know how many parrots there are in the world, but of those birds, I'm sure one knows how to do Baby Shark. It's not that difficult. It's meant for kids. Come on. Throw some moves in it. I'm, I'm there you go. That's sure your challenge a, for tomorrow. I'm, just thinking, I'm pretty sure I had a bunch of crows singing Baby Shark outside my bedroom window every morning for about two or three months there. <laughs> Did you dance? Oh, oh man. We, I don't know how many, last year, Matt, we went like, I don't know, we tried to, I think it was five days in a row. Like we had to, we had that song on the show so many days in a row for whatever reason that we finally uh, celebrated when we stopped including it somewhere. Oh man, it was painful. <sighs> yeah, I can't think that's of the way it is. much that's worse. <laughs> than Baby Shark. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio.